I'm not sure if sharing this episode will get me fired from my new job before I start, but I've already learned so much during my first few months of teaching. I'm ready to rant. Welcome to the Simply Jamila podcast. Hey, what is up? My name is Jamila. You're listening to my podcast where I talk about whatever is on my mind. And for the next who knows how many years, it'll more than likely revolve around teaching because I am a teacher. I am a high school teacher, even though I look like I belong amongst the students. And I don't know if that's because I look very young or because kids these days are learning to look older with makeup and extensions and all sorts of different modifications that they can make to their bodies. A couple of things to note at the beginning of this episode. First off, I am truly thinking that I'm getting sick. My throat hurts so bad and it's getting worse. I can like pass at school, but at home, like right now I'm recording this like at night and I'm so aware of how much my throat hurts and it gets like worse as the morning progresses or as the week progresses. And then like every time in the morning I wake up, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just like had a very painful like time just even swallowing. So not really sure what's going on there. Another thing that I want to make you aware of, I've mentioned it a few times, just like casually, I think throughout episodes, I might've even talked about it. Who knows where I'm at right now, as far as what I've mentioned, what I haven't mentioned. But if there is a slight echo, it's because I am packing up my apartment and I've made so much progress. When I'm recording this, I still have my kitchen to do and most of my bathroom. But by the time this episode goes up, my kitchen will be pretty much done which is kind of crazy to say my living room is all cleared out I sold my desk I sold my desk chair sold my coffee table I really had like this like moment with Facebook marketplace where I put everything up and then within two hours everything's old so definitely just like you know getting getting things cleared out a little bit but with that being said because it is starting to get empty things are off the walls and all of that jazz there might be a slight echo Anyway, I hope that you're doing well. It is crazy to think that we are just like trucking along in December. We are hitting the double digits now, which is kind of crazy. It's kind of hard to believe. Anywho, instead of dwelling on, you know, sad things, negative things, negative emotions, kind of dying, kind of having a sore throat. I don't know if I'll even really truly make it through this episode, but I'm going to do the best that I can. I thought it'd be better to record earlier than I normally do. Recently, I've been recording on like Saturday mornings when I have like a lot of energy or like sometimes Saturday editing on Sunday and then having it up Monday. But the way I'm headed, girl, I had to I had to record on Thursday because I don't know what's happening. And I need to I need to be well up until Sunday because I got to teach my students tomorrow and I'm getting my hair done Saturday and I don't want to get my hairdresser sick. So I just really, truly just need to power through. I think I'm going to like take some day quill or something, but I'm going to do my absolute best. Anyway, like I said, we're steering away from the negativity. So let's just go ahead and some black and beautiful news. Already got the world on me. Give a pretty brown girl her space. You can keep your bitter. I'm going to make a better way. Hey, hey, nigga, catch a break. Better way. For the black and beautiful news, I only really have one thing, and this is something that's made its rounds, articles that I was looking at. I saw this a few days ago on Instagram, but then when I was like doing just like a tad bit more research to summarize it better for this episode, like there is recent articles 
or articles as wow articles as recent as 24 hours ago just a few hours ago before me recording this so it's kind of a big deal the state of new york requires all cosmetology schools to include learning about textured hair aka black hair all they have to do is say black hair in their curriculum i think that's pretty exciting i think it's right up there with the crown act passing which is a law that supports black people's hair because believe it or not that's just another thing about black people that they use to put us behind bars or to put us in handcuffs it's our hair yep it's our hair believe it or not it's kind of crazy i don't know if you follow me on instagram if you don't it's at all simply j i totally recommend but my hair has been getting straightened and i got bangs earlier in the year remember that quarter life crisis that happened early yeah we still trucking through that quarter life crisis by the way don't even get me started on it don't even get me started on it we're gonna have to wait till i turn 25 and then i'm like actually like what in the world the cheapest way for me to get my hair done was to go to paul mitchell the school and it was so interesting because i could literally there was you know black students white students and there's been a couple of instances here where i live that i have waited to get my hair done and literally the white students will look over and they'll see my like thick afro or something and i can hear them and if i don't hear them i'm like halfway decent at reading mouths and they're talking about like oh i could be tender-headed oh they're not comfortable with that oh it's gonna take a long time we're gonna be here after closing having all of these reasons to not do my hair and if you can't do it just say you can't do it it would come to a point where I would just end up with a black person, which I'm perfectly fine because the way black people flew through my hair and they were able to give me an actually good silk press is exciting. But then I had this guy recently, he's the last, like, and he's not the reason that I'm done going there. It just like timed out to where I've been wanting to get locks for the winter for a while. I was able to book that appointment. It's not easy to book an appointment with my braider and i was like oh i have time for like one more appointment and so the guy he was a white guy he tried so hard to do a silk press and he didn't get my roots he was so he was shaking physically shaking the whole time he was doing my hair and i could feel like where he did not wash it in my roots like at all like all the new growth that came in he did not touch it and actually it's so funny but it's not funny at the same time he didn't like when he washed it he didn't get the back like where my neck was so when it was time to go back to the chair and i sat down you could see like just pin straight pieces of hair hanging from underneath the towel while the rest of it was like it's wet nappy curly state and he was just so scared of like i don't know getting in there and i kept trying to like kind of encourage him but he was nah no way jose and like the teachers at paul mitchell are supposed to like walk around and if they see something like say something and i'm like begging with my eyes like somebody help this man he does not know what he's doing he did good for he honestly honestly for not knowing what he was doing it wasn't horrible i've had way 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 worse experience with people at paul mitchell who actually like thought that they ate thought that they were doing like the best and they were doing like absolute horrible absolutely horrible jobs but he you know for him just not knowing and him shaking the whole time it wasn't the worst it could have been a lot worse but i also just hated the fact that the teachers were completely disregarding like i'm begging for help with my eyes what are we doing why are you not why are you not showing up for me i don't get it but Anyway, I think it's important that everyone does learn about black hair and textured hair or whatever they want to call it because 
you can't call yourself a well-rounded hairstylist if you can't do hair of all types, right? Schools that refuse to comply with the law will face civil penalties. I don't know what that means exactly. I didn't want to get too heavy into that. I just think it's a really good thing that they are doing this, that they are encouraging this, because you can't say you don't know, right? At least if you're from New York. Now, if you, you can't say you don't know. I think it's supposed to go into effect in about six months, and they signed it sometime in November? Early December, question mark? I don't remember. I think it was November, though. Either way, in 2024, it goes into effect, and hopefully this is just the first step in the right direction as far as making things just slightly, slightly easier for Black people. Speaking of making things slightly easier, I am drinking the Ocean Spray cranberry apple juice i'm i'm you know in my head it's making my throat feel better is it actually absolutely not but i'm gonna keep lying to myself absolutely ah, it literally hurts going down <laughs> it literally hurts going down ah, i do not like getting sick i don't like getting sick and it affects my throat like yes i will snot sneeze whatever everywhere but when you start to get my throat dude i can't i can't i literally like I'm already a giant baby when I'm sick, but you get my throat, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> like, I will lay on the ground and just pity, pity lay. I can't. And it's so bad. I have like a week to make myself feel better. A week and a half. And then I'm on an airplane. Like, I gotta get this under control. Okay, so, I don't know. I've tried to like hold back with talking a ton a ton about just everything I've experienced as a new teacher in the past few months I've like really really truly tried to hold back but I'm ready to let loose you know and I think that I will always have something to say because kids are always evolving and changing and I mean I'm always evolving and changing and I think it is quite a challenge being a teacher in 2023 2024 and especially being young because it's like you're so aware of what's going on but you are also, with me being, I'm definitely on the latter end of Gen Z. I was not addicted the way that they are addicted. And I'm not just talking about cell phones. I'm talking about too many other things. It's scary and it's crazy. And the way that they are so, their minds are still so impressionable. Like there's things that we see as teachers that we know are going on, but students won't talk about it. Students won't admit it. And then violence is so like prominent that if you snitch because like say if you know that there's about to be a fight and you snitch you will get jumped for snitching like the whole phrase snitches get stitches becomes real and it's crazy because I've witnessed it I I just I think that I will always have something to say involving teaching but I just I just wanted to kind of rant about some of the things that I have experienced my first few months I don't even know if you said but I said the word experienced I definitely like laughed through it because it's been it's been a journey and it kind of blows my mind that we are already in December but at the same time I'm so grateful but at the same time I'm very sad because I am leaving the school that I'm at when I'm recording this and it just it's like not processing like yes I have a countdown going because my challenge is that I teach it's not even an elective class because there is a state exam associated with my class. I think it's the fact that I can't get the students to see that it is more than an elective class. You chose this class because you thought it was easy, but no one told you that it was a lot of work. 
So I'm making you work. I'm making you do things that are outside of your comfort zone. I'm making you tap into that creative part of your brain. I'm making you do all this. You're not used to it. You're uncomfortable. You hate the class. So I think I'm more excited about having students who are actually interested in my subject. It really upsets me with my school that they like, there's this career development website that the students are supposed to be doing to get promoted to the next grade level and they're like pushing it and pushing it and pushing for these students to do this and then the school is ignoring the results and then when it comes time to place students in these career and technical education courses that are supposed to adhere I guess to what they are receiving as results on this career development website instead of like putting those in courses that'll benefit them that's what I meant to say they're just dumping them in classes where there's enough seats and most of the time there's not even enough seats I truly the health science teachers at this school bless their beautiful 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 souls because I don't know how they're doing it I don't know how they're doing it it is crazy to me like they are dumping kids in that class and these teachers do not have enough chairs or tables. That's literally where we're at. That's where we're at. I just wanted to talk about my time being a new teacher in, you know, her mid-20s kind of, sort of. I don't like saying it out loud. But I just wanted to just kind of talk about it. I also just want to talk about the school that I'm at because I know every school is going to have its problems and its difficulties. I've already, and I'm moving towns and I'm moving schools because I just think that this is something that I have the potential to be good at and to like really excel at and I've already had several teachers and even students just tell me like even though this is new for you you're a really good teacher and it it warms my heart because I think that that is a gift that I've been given and not a lot of people have that gift they think that they have it because you know they are always hiring teachers right and so anyone's like oh easy money I'll go be a teacher and then they find out it's not that easy especially when you're dealing with the bullshit of like meetings and all this other jazz and things getting thrown at you the last minute, like getting kicked out of your classroom for an entire day. And then you end up being, you end up going from the back corner of the bottom level of the school to the back corner of the top level of the school. Like it's, it's all over the board, but I love that the school that I'm at, the one that I'm at when I'm recording this, it showed me how much I love teaching and how capable I am despite the mass exit of teachers who have honestly given up on Gen Z or Gen Alpha. I, I, uh, which I mean, yeah, Gen Alpha. And I think when I say Gen Z, because I have to clarify, I am a part of Gen Z, but I am definitely on the later end of Gen Z. I don't remember what, I watched several actually YouTube videos about this recently. And I plan on showing them to the class, to the students um, at the school that I transfer to. I'm very, very excited about it. I want to have like this like kind of discussion type of situation on Fridays where I show them a video not related to the curriculum at all, but just like, what are your opinions on this? Because recently I asked my students about the uptick in violence and why they think people are so quick to fight and and then I take their notebooks up and I read the answers and it's just, I love their opinions on this. Like I see what I'm seeing as a later member of Gen Z, as an adult, but you're living this, you are experiencing it and you are still Gen Z, but you're earlier as far as age goes, technically later in the 21st century, but earlier as far as age goes and you're living through this. So what are your opinions? Why do you think it's like this? And it is it is mind boggling. I think with teachers exiting so quickly they there is a different you have to have a different kind of patience I have learned so I had my students they were disrespecting me and I got over it 
And I told them, I kept threatening them. I was like, if you don't respect me and you don't respect this classroom that I worked my ass off to clean out, we y'all write an essay. Things got better for a day (laughs) and then they started pissing me off again. And they ended up writing an essay, but I'm happy I had them do that. I'm truly happy I had them do that. They didn't have to write the whole thing on respect. They have three options. They had to talk about either respect, care, or create. I mean, respect, care, and communicate. They That was option one. Option two was COVID killed common sense, which is what a lot of them chose. And then option three was teacher's number one energy, not energy, oh my goodness, number one, I need energy. That's why I said that, I need energy. Teacher's number one enemy technology, referring to cell phones. And I gave them like these like kind of prompt type questions. They didn't have to necessarily answer the questions. I was grading more for grammar and just to see what their thoughts were. And even though COVID was a like actual topic for the second one, COVID code common sense, COVID came up a lot with the topic of respect, care, and communication. And I thought that was so interesting. And I loved reading their essays. They hated writing them. I made them handwrite them too. They could not type them. They had to handwrite them. I have one guy that loves to come up with about 3,000 excuses as to why he doesn't get things done. But then his parents are on him. And I'm like, I am not saving you because you're not trying. So when I when they wrote the essays, it helped me realize that the students are so aware They are not where they need to be with their education. And when I realized that as a new teacher, like when I really like learned that, it completely changed the way I view teaching and the way that I want to go in my teaching direction. I am going to lay down the law a lot more with cell phones at my next school. But the thing about that is they... With the school that I'm at now, I'm not allowed to take their phones. I cannot touch their phone unless I'm helping them with like Google Slides or something, you know, small like that. And so once I can get into a place where administration backs what they say, because they told us to call them anytime we need a cell phone taken, but you call them and they don't show up. So I don't understand. So once I can get to a place or a school where cell phones are not allowed, we couldn't really have ours at my high school. I don't, I think we could only have them during lunch. Like you could not have your cell phone during class, like at all. They really laid down the law on that, I think. Uh, The only times that they were pretty lenient about it was, you know, like those half days, those two hour days, we weren't really doing anything. But this school, they don't, they want us to be the bad guys, essentially, But at the same time, we can't be the bad guys. And there's nothing about that that makes any sense. So it's a problem if they're on their phones and aren't paying attention and aren't getting the information that they need. But then we also can't do anything about it. And we're supposed to rely on administration to come. But then we call for administration and administration doesn't show up. So that just kind of leaves us running in circles. It's what? (laughs) And so I was going somewhere with that and I forgot what it was. Um... But yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally forgot where I was going with that whole statement, but I'm just going to kind of bring it back to what I was thinking is, yeah, they are, the students are very aware that they are not, they're not, I mean, some of them do know, you know, they can't read or write on the level that they should be at, especially in high school. But I think also a lot of them, like critical thinking skills and like problem solving skills, they're so behind on, they cannot sit and critically think for themselves they cannot process things for themselves and I also think that no I I know when I asked them a question about uh, fighting and that a lot of them said that 
they have lost not like my like a particular student but just teenagers in general have lost communication skills and they say you know COVID is a very big part of that because you're all of a sudden not talking to the same people you talked to every day you're all of a sudden just talking to your siblings or the wall or your pets or your plants or your parents like you're not talking to anyone who's on your level who's going through the same thing yeah you might be texting them yeah you might be facetiming them maybe like snapchat calling them or whatever but it's not the same as being in person and being able to read those mannerisms and that body language so my students have equated lack of communication skills also just being surrounded in a poor home life because for a lot of students just honestly like me school was an escape so all of a sudden 2020 arrives and you are no longer allowed to escape. So you are being exposed to things that you've ran from or that you've hidden from and you're exposed for like two years and it's just, it alters the way that you function mentally. And with that being said, it may affect the way that you treat people and that could also be a result of the uptick in violence. And that's something that my kids had to teach me. I think that as teachers, yes, we are an authority and yes, we do deserve to be respected, but I also think that we need to open our minds to the fact that, yeah, we're teaching the students the curriculum and maybe we're teaching them life lessons, but the best way that we can become better teachers is if we allow them to teach us too. With that being said, going back to the whole cell phone thing, I don't know how I got there in the first place, but I will say that my students think that, again, because it's an elective class, they can just kind of like slack off and they are learning the hard way that they actually have to put an effort to get the grade that they want and I won't make it easy. Last quarter, we go, we have a quarter system. I was giving out extra credit like it was candy. I was like, you get extra credit, you get extra credit, you get extra credit. And I'm still giving out extra credit, but now you actually have to work for the extra credit and they don't want to do it. And I'm like, I don't care. I mean, it's your grade. At the end of the day, I'm going to put it in. And I think part of it too, I wanted to tell my, my students are very perceptive. And with the way my move is going, long story short, I need to pack my room up before winter break. And I didn't want to start packing things up. And they're like, where are you going? So I told them like, just so you know, I'm going to finish this semester with you guys but then you won't see me like in the hallways anymore and there's like a part two to my interior design class like I was supposed to have some of my students again and I'm not so I I wanted to let them know like hey you're gonna have a different teacher next semester and all of that jazz and when I told them that a lot of them thought oh I can just slack off and do nothing and yet they want to know why they have the grade that they have. I'm still your teacher. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still controlling your grade. That me leaving does not mean that you need to mentally leave. It does not mean that it's time for you to mentally check out and not care. Especially because, and I told them, I was like, things are going to get harder. On the day that this episode is going up, we're doing math. We are calculating paint and calculating wallpaper, and I don't think they're ready, but we are so behind in the curriculum because, of course, there is so much to teach them. They put this all this like weight on you as far as what you need to teach them, but they don't give you enough time to do it, and then they have this looming threat of there being a 100-question state test, and it's like, whew, you know? It is just like, whew, I am doing the best that I can being a first year teacher I am trying to fly through the material that they need to know at a pace that they'll understand there's a lot of activities that my students are going to have to miss out on and that's just because we don't have the time and because they are 
lacking the necessary critical thinking skills that they need to be considered a sophomore, junior, freshman, senior, whatever the case may be, because they are lacking those skills, they are working, like as far as doing simple classwork, they are working so much slower. And that is something that I've had to really work around. Other teachers in my area are just giving out all of the work that the state gives, but I'm like, my my students can't, and I'm not about to overwhelm them or fail them because they are working at a slower pace. Yeah, we have to do our best as teachers, but we also have to meet them where they're at. They're not going to understand things if we're just pushing things on them. And I'm saying that as I'm literally about to obliterate their minds with math. And most of my students are not good at math, but I I have to, you know, we got to get through it. I think one of the big challenges that I have with the school that I'm at is that they let a couple hundred, maybe not even a couple hundred, like we'll just say 100 Out of 1,700, they let those 100 bad problematic students determine how all 1,700 of the students are treated, and I hate it. And it's horrible, to say the very least. They, this school that I'm at values discipline over reward and over incentive. Giving a cute little shout out on Instagram is not a reward. It's not an incentive. We used to have award ceremonies. We used to, and in high school, you used to be able to get out of class. Maybe you could go sit in the gym and just chill for like a whole period. Or maybe you would go to the auditorium and like watch a movie. Like if you got honor roll, you got an award. If you got principal's list, you got an award. The school that I'm at, we only have one pep rally. My old school, if there was, not my old school, but my high school, if there was a half day, we had a pep rally. Of course, we had a pep rally for homecoming, but then we also had a pep rally for coming home, which is like what happens during basketball season. Like there were always these things to look forward to. And the school that I'm at, there's nothing to look forward to except for breaks. And as when I say, I can tell you all of the breaks that I had as a teacher, the region that I'm in, they got rid of the early dismissal days. So the only two early dismissal days are winter break and the like summer break, like the last day of school. The only breaks that I have as a teacher in this particular region, I got Labor Day. I got Veterans Day that Friday. I got Thanksgiving and then I get Christmas. So students got like, you know, we had several teacher work days and students were able to get out. And then they have this thing where if you, you know, volunteer to work at the ticket booth for like a sports game or whatever, you can use that time to cover a work day, to cover an optional work day. The problem with that is that a lot of the work days have been required. So every work day that we've had where the students were able to go home and relax, no, we had to be at school. And when I say they wasted my fucking time at these required work days, I don't, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started because I was pissed on October 30th. I was so angry as to the point of tears and I talked to several people trying to keep the tears at bay in my eyes and I couldn't. I was so upset. There is no, there's nothing to look forward to at the school that I'm at. They just, they value discipline too much. And I, and I talked to my students and we've had like full blown discussions. My students said it before I said it, but the school that I'm at is like a prison for them. And if I could take them out, I would. And with me leaving, you know, now I'm getting side-eyed and dirty looks and 
passive aggressiveness, honestly, from all the administration. And they're trying to be like, oh, well, you know, it's the same at every school. The students are the same. Honestly, the teachers might be the same. But what makes a difference at any school is the administration and how well you listen to the students. Because the students are speaking. Honestly, how well do you listen to the teachers? The teachers are speaking. There's been so many changes this quarter alone just to discipline a handful of students. But it is torturing the 1,600 other students who are so well behaved. And maybe they're not the most behaved, but you're not writing them up consistently. You don't have to worry about them skipping your class. This school, they they don't care. They don't care about their students. They genuinely don't care about their students. It's almost like you go to a nine to five and you hate your job. So you're just trying to push it through and you're doing whatever you can to push it through. But you don't actually care about the work that you're doing. That is what it feels like being at this school. And it's really unfortunate too because one of the reasons I was so excited to be at at this school. I hadn't met all the other administration. But there was a black assistant principal. I have barely seen that woman. And she's loud. I've barely heard her. And And she's leaving the school way later than I am. But... For her to be kind of like that that go-to person that I thought that I could have and she's not even present, she's just like all of the other administration, barely present. And I can't do it. I, I wake up at four in the morning. I spend $200 a month on gas. And I drive and experience all sorts of different things in the interstate, especially now that we're in the holiday season and I live next to a shopping center and so getting off of my exit, I sit in two-mile traffic. And even if I try to go around this exit, there's so many dumb people trying to get all the way onto the exit from the fast lane that they're, like, breaking to get over lane by lane. No matter what, I end up sitting in traffic. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And the town is so country, not country, that sounds bad, but it's just so spread out and people are very closed-minded, very closed-minded. I had to stop a kid from um, pretty much harassing another kid for being gay. I had to stop that. This town is so closed-minded. I don't want to live there. I have not even entertained the idea of moving there. I have entertained the idea of moving away since the beginning of October. Not necessarily moving away, but at at least transferring out of the school and maybe to a school closer to where I live now. But the squirrels chewing their way through my wall <laughs> gave me the sign that I needed, that I needed to not just transfer out of school, but move away entirely. And we'll see what January has in store. I'm more than anything, even if the school doesn't work out, I love the apartment. So I might just stick it out with the school simply because I love the apartment that I'm going to be living in. It's so big. I literally have to force myself to not go onto the like apartment website to look at it. And take the 360 tour because I'm so excited. I'm guys, I'm gaining 300 square feet. I am gaining a couple of other rooms essentially. Like, are you kidding me right now? I'm so excited. But with the school that I'm at, I've learned that students, they love being hands on it, they love having fun. My students are not having fun drawing floor plans right now, and I can't help them with that. I mean, part of interior design is floor plans you know it is what it is but they love being hands-on they're excited about being able to build these little like apartments that they're gonna I'm gonna have them build and they built like dioramas for Halloween like a haunted house room they're very excited and I'm happy that they're excited 
And that's what they want. They want to be hands-on. They want to have these things that are fun, that give them a break from the math and the reading and the 3,000 different online platforms. They're already looking at screens so much being on their cell phones. And then I think putting everything online, it it makes it more difficult. So I try to be as hands-on as possible. Now, with that, I am having trouble because I have students who are gone for so long that making things that are hands-on into something digital has become a little bit of a challenge for me, but I'm gonna do my best, you know? One thing I've also learned, and I'm a, y'all know, I'm a very honest, straightforward, blunt person. I don't care. I will just t- say it how it is and keep it going. And students love that. They love not being kept out of the loop. They want honesty. They want to know what's happening behind the scenes. The same way we want respect, they want to know how we feel, right? Yeah, I'm going to tell you that this is a change that's being made and they're going to gripe and complain. And if I don't agree with it, I'll gripe and complain right there with you. I love showing them how I feel about something if I don't agree with it or not. And with this school specifically and them consistently making things more prison-like, more unfun, more alternative school-esque for the students, yeah, I'm griping and complaining too because it's more work for me and I already don't have enough time. I spend my weekends grading. When she does my hair on Saturday, I'm going to be putting in grades, right? Because I there's so much other crap that's going on during the week. Like I can't, I, I, I literally can't. And then again, waking up at four in the morning, I'm so drained. I'm looking at the clock right now as I'm recording. This is 851. I can give myself about 15 more minutes of talking so I can get in the bed. So I can wake up at 3.30 in the morning finish my PowerPoint for Friday and get my hair washed and be a half decent person. And the students are teaching themselves tomorrow, which is going to be very interesting. So students want honesty. They want to know what's going on. They, they want your opinion. Even if you think a student doesn't care, honestly, they care. They care about what you think. I have a couple of very, very extremely, oh my goodness, you're out of this world, selfish, buttholes in my class I do and I don't know I I'm waiting on them to go to the military so the military can show them just how much of a butthole they actually are and I don't even care to say it because I mean if you have a crap personality you have a crap personality it doesn't matter how much you go to the gym or you build yourself up or you transform from a scrawny freshman into a mostly halfway kind of slightly built senior it doesn't matter because if your personality changes into a piece of poop you're still a piece of poop but I know that there are kids who match that description and still when it comes to something that's happening at the school they care for your opinion they want to see if you are on their side. And most of the time, I'm on the side of the student, at least at this school. Now, the next school, if administration does something and it actually makes sense, because that, that has not been utilized here, but if it actually makes sense at the new school, then yeah, I'm going to back admin. I'm going to back this side that's right, essentially. And at the school that I'm at now, they don't care. So they're not, all these changes and different things that they're doing, It no, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I understand we're all trying to figure out how do we navigate essentially a different type of learning. Kids have learned to cheat the system. AI does not help. VPNs do not help. But we also have to 
create and instill these relationships with students to where we can trust them, they can trust us, we respect them, and they respect us. If we don't try to establish those relationships, then yeah, you're going to get an essay written by ChatGBT. With that being said, if they don't care, this is my, I've reached this point, and a lot of teachers were telling me that you, they were saying like later on down the line, you'll reach this point where they won't care, so you won't care. I don't know if it's later on down the line for me or why it took them so long to get to this point. I've been a new teacher for less than a semester, less than a full semester, and I've already reached that point. And I've told my students, like, I will only go so far to meet you halfway. If you're going to meet me the other half of the way and you don't care, I'm not going to care. I have over 90 people that I need to take care of, names I need to remember, grades that I'm responsible for, educations that I'm responsible for. If you little sir in the back with the black, if you're not going to care about anything, then I'm not going to wait for you. You are receiving the same information, resources, and time as your peers, and you are using it to play on your phone, to edit a video, to sleep with your hood on that I consistently tell you to take off, but you completely disregard, like... Whatever. If you're not going to care, I'm not going to care. And I will fail you with a smile on my face. With a smile on my face. Because with my class, there is uh, credit recovery. So you lost some easy credits because you didn't want to work. Because you what? Like literally, what is your reason? It's kind of weird how the school values discipline, but when we need them to show up into our classrooms and support us with disciplining a student, they are nowhere to be found. That is very frustrating, it's very irritating, and it makes it so hard to do my job, especially when students are just being so incredibly disruptive. All right, y'all, my throat is like literally on fire, and I genuinely think I need some sleep. So that is most of the ranting that I'm going to do. I'm sure I'll find more before I even leave the school that I'm at right now. In the meantime, I want to go ahead and get to some recs and regrets. Alright, so this go around it is more of a movie edition of Rex and Regrets because that's really all that I've checked out. I am currently going through a Hallie, Hallie? Mm-mm, nope, Allie Hazelwood book and I'm saving all of my new albums to listen to until the start of the year just so they can be a part of my Spotify algorithm for next year. Isn't that sad? I'm thinking about Spotify Rep 2024 so I'm waiting to listen to albums till January. That's crazy. But first movie I have is Candy Cane Lane. It is... Oh my goodness, it's Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross's new movie. And I actually, towards the end, it got funny. It's a very nice family movie. I think it's a very nice family movie. I would 100% force my kids to watch it. But I think watching it like as an adult from the adult side, I, it didn't start getting some chuckles out of me until the end. And I think DC Young Fly was a really good choice for comedic relief for sure. So if you have Amazon Prime, I, I don't hate Candy Cane Lane. Honestly, I might rewatch it. That might be my new Christmas movie. Besides Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way will forever be one of my favorite Christmas movies. Oh, maybe that's a movie that we could watch at the Christmas party. We're trying to find a non-Disney movie to watch at the Christmas party that I'm having. I'm literally dedicating a day to just eating food and watching movies and making retirement cards because I... And so like mentally gone in my head, I've already moved. (laughs) 
Next movie I have is also a family movie. It is also a family movie. It's called Family Switch. This one is on Netflix. It has Jennifer Garner. And um, that's really the only recognizable name that I have. Honestly, I don't remember the guy's name. Not going to lie to you. Don't remember the guy's name. But, oh, Ed Mullen. Ed Holmes. Ed, Ed something. But anyway, it was a really nice family movie. It was also another one that I think I could sit down and like watch with my future kids. I liked, there was a moment where they talked about um like because it's a movie about like where they switch bodies and there's a moment where they sarcastically talk about how it's like never happened before um in the movies and there's like a little like 13 going on 30 joke and like there's like a big joke and like a freaky friday joke and it's like all within the course of like a minute and a half and that was probably like my favorite part of the movie i was like oh my goodness they included 13 going on 30 crazy wild i don't know i really enjoyed it that part at least like was like my favorite thing it was the most memorable thing but you know it's your very predictable body switch we all have like this big life lesson that we learn type situation then we switch back we love each other merry christmas the end like that that's what it was it's you know the plot from the trailer essentially but it's still not a horrible movie it is a nice little family watch especially if you are you know looking for something to watch with like your 10 or 11 year old so totally recommend and then the last movie that I watched, also on Netflix, it's Leo. It's Adam Sandler's movie. And I honestly, like, had high expectations for this movie. And I was a little let down, I'm not gonna lie. I was not, like, it was boring. I was not prepared for that. Why was the trailer make, the trailer made the movie look more exciting than it was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> time, 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 time. It just, yeah, it wasn't as exciting as I anticipated. So... I don't know. I don't really like recommend watching it. I think maybe it could be a good movie for kids. There were random moments of singing and they weren't even like full-fledged songs either. It was weird. I, yeah, I had high expectations for it and it just kind of let me down. Since I said the word down, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go lay down, try to get my throat rested so I can wake up at four in the morning, actually three thirty, because I got to finish my PowerPoint <laughs> and do my hair. I'm trying to be like a better better person tomorrow so i'm gonna go lay down i hope you enjoyed this episode of the simple jimmy the podcast we have one more episode for 2023 because after the 18th is christmas and then it's literally 2024 you're welcome i just freaked you out by time passing i hope you enjoyed that <laughs> Uh, and I'll talk about what's going to happen with Simply Jamila uh, after Jan- December 18th. I mean, we all know I, I tend to take a month off and it's definitely going to be necessary with me moving and just visiting family and recovering from visiting family. So we'll talk more about that next week. I'm very excited. It is a recap of the year and I love doing these. So yeah, that was that was that was loud. That was good. That was painful, though. Painful to say. Wow. Anyway. I will talk to you soon. I love you all. Thank you so much. Bye.